Financial Literacy Month has come and gone. Coming up, I'm taking the hot seat for a pop quiz about what we've learned from some different retirement questions. Stay tuned. Welcome in to Your Retirement with Sam Jones. It's time for your retirement, ladies and gentlemen, for Dual Financial Strategies. I'm Chuck Caton, and in studio this week, we have Luke Van Abel, as uh, Sam and Andy are on assignment right now. And remember, you get that Retirement Lifestyle Review uh, on your retirement with Dual Financial Strategies, and that's always a good thing. Well, we're going to have a little fun in the first segment, because the 23 uh, EBRI Retirement Confidence Survey was recently released, and the results were shocking, to say the least. So we're going to dive in with a, a format that was inspired by the classic game show, Family Feud. Financial feud, if you will, is what we're going to do here, and the same rules are going to apply. So if you're not familiar with the show, we've got uh, top answers from various surveys within that 2023 Retirement Confidence Survey for Luke to answer. Uh, so, Luke, you're going to try to guess the most popular answer from the questions that I give you here. So let's get it started. Uh, oh, just over a 1,000 working American adults were surveyed about retirement. Uh, now they I'm going to give you the top three answers uh, of those surveyed. What do you think the top concerns are among those worried about their financial future? Is it A, not having enough money to retire, B, keeping up with the cost of living, or C, managing debt levels? Well, Chuck, I'd go with A, not having enough money to retire. That'd be my guess. Oh, you got it. There goes the bell. And you've got it uh, correct because about 68% said that. And another 58% uh, said that they're keeping up with the cost of living. So why do you say not having enough money to retire would be the number one answer there? Well, I think, you know, since we've really been helping families over the last 20 plus years, um, before retirement, in retirement, that's like the number one thing that we see, Sam has seen, I've seen in the 11 years that I've been here, is just people concerned about, you know, it doesn't really matter how much they have. It's just this concern in the back of their mind that, wow, I could live quite a while. And they just don't quite feel like they have got enough money to retire despite their circumstances and despite the level of assets they've so, saved. So even keeping up with the cost of living, which is the next uh, amount, we said about 56, 58% there. Uh, I was surprised that managing debt levels was uh, third on that list with only 45% uh, thinking that way. Yeah, I, I guess I'm not as surprised with that just up in our area here in Northeast Wisconsin. Um, I think by and large, not everybody, but a good majority of people that I sit with, you know, they've got the house paid for. There's really not a lot of debts out there. Um, and for the other people that do have some debts, it's usually pretty small, pretty manageable, maybe a little bit left on the house. And that's about it. All right. We're going to go to the next survey now. 587 working Americans here were surveyed and said they were not confident about their ability to live comfortably through retirement. Uh, here come the top five answers on the board. And uh, let's see what their concerns were. A, little or no savings, or they're unprepared and can't afford to retire. B, inflation. Well, that's a big one. They caught, well, I'm not going to try to lean you in one direction or another. <laughs> and rising prices. Uh, uh, C, the uh, economy, the recession or impending recession and government and volatility of market. Uh, D, unemployment issues, uh, issues with your job. Or uh, E, a fixed budget with low or no income and uh, poor um, situation. So um, among those five, what do you think the, those uh, close to 600 people were concerned with the most? Well, I'm not sure if you were trying to give me a hint there, Chuck, but I'm going to go with inflation and cost of living rising. Oh, 
Oh, sorry. Sorry. I, I, I steered you in the wrong direction, Luke, and you I'm very, did, Chuck. <laughs> very sorry about that. But the number one answer, 40% of people uh, among those surveyed say they have little or no savings, they're unprepared, and can't afford to retire. That sounds inexcusable, but, you know, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think the the numbers are staggering. That's right in line with the other figures I've seen over the years that, you know, there's somewhere in that 30 to 40 percent range of people that just they haven't saved money. Maybe it's medical costs. Maybe it's other excuses. Maybe it's just life. But they haven't really put money away for retirement. Um, I don't know what they're hoping will cover them. Maybe it's Social Security. But you know, that's likely not going to be enough. And if you are just going to live on Social Security, you want to make sure that you've got all of your debts paid off because you've got nothing to fall back on if you don't have a 401k or an IRA or a pension in addition to that Social Security income. All right. We got to say that 40 percent felt that way. Only 29 percent were concerned about inflation. And then went down from there to 12 percent, 9 percent and 8 percent on the economy, unemployment or a fixed budget. All right. We've got uh, question number three now. Top six answers here on the board, uh, over 1,100 people who said they were not confident in their ability to live comfortably through retirement. What do you think their top concerns were? One, Social Security. Two, workplace environment savings plan. Three, a personal retirement savings or investment plan. Uh, four, an individual retirement account. Uh, five, work for pay. Or six, a defined benefit or traditional pension plan. Wow, that's tough. Some of those mm-hmm. first ones you mentioned were you know, really seem like they could be top concerns. But I think I'll go with uh, Social Security because that seems to be top of mind. All right. There's that quick little bell there. Uh, yes, you are correct by 4%, Luke. So Luke Van Abel, uh, two for three with no runs batted in yet with runners on first and <laughs> second. Uh, but yes, Social Security, a whopping 88%. But you're right. It was close because workplace environment savings plan was close at 84%. So what do you think of that? Of the workplace? Yeah, or of Social Security being the number one concern here. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, that one seemed a little bit more obvious to me just because it, it is the vast majority of what makes up retiree savings. Um, it plays a pivotal part. Um, and I think there's a lot of unknowns with it. I think there's a lot of, you know, it's it's been a, a pay-as-you-go system. So the people that are currently working are paying for the people that are drawing Social Security. So you're welcome, Chuck. Um, and <laughs> He knows I get it. That's why. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. And people are concerned about Social Security not being here because they hear about 2034, you know, right. about running out running out and wondering okay well if it does is it going to run out my line of thinking is you know they're going to continue to make changes to social security as they've done in the past um to make social security last as long as possible you know what are some of those things well they've been increasing the amount of wages that you can earn for that uh to to pay the social security tax on because it's only limited to like the first hundred and sixty thousand dollars for an individual so you know someone with like aaron Rodgers type money you know he's not paying social security on everything that he makes um so it's things like that it's it's you know we've had a pretty substantial delayed retirement credit in place where if you wait to take your social security you know, you, it, your payment's growing at almost 8% every single year, and you don't even have to wait the full year to get a credit. So if you waited just six months, 
they would bump up your payment by the 4%. So I think there's some other changes that will come. I mean, they've pushed back the full retirement age from 65 to 66 and then 66 in some months. And now if you're born after 1960, you know, your full retirement age is 67. And then usually I'll joke and say that, you know, for someone my age, you know, maybe I'll be 137 before I can get my full retirement. <laughs> okay. Social very security. Good. So. All right. We've had uh, over 2,500 working and retired Americans surveyed on this topic. Now, top five answers on the board. Uh, do, who do they trust more for their uh, finances? Uh, a, a personal professional financial advisor. B, uh, family or friends. Three, online resources and research that you do on your own, or uh, four, or D, uh, representatives from your workplace retirement plan provider. Who do you think uh, they trusted the most? Well, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not too biased here, but I'm going to go with A. Yes. There it is. You are right again, because 61% of people said that a personal professional financial advisor was the way to go on how to uh, and who to trust in retirement. You're not surprised then, right? No, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised doing what we do, helping families in or near retirement for so long um, that most people, I think, are looking for help. They want help making these financial decisions because this is an area that, let's face it, we don't learn a lot about. That's why we have the Your Retirement Radio Show. That's why we have Your Retirement on TV. And that's why I teach college courses over two nights um, on eight or nine different topics, because I think people just want to better understand their finances, better understand the things that they need to be doing. Um, and most people are looking for help with that. All right. So again, and I'm surprised at this because the number two answer was about a third of those surveyed said that family and friends is who they would trust. So uh, and and, then close to that, 28 percent online resources and research. But uh, I wonder if that number will grow in the future. All right. We've got a little bit of time to do one more. Uh, We had almost 700 working Americans recently uh, made changes to the retirement plans surveyed. Uh, The top four answers are on uh, uh, the talk about those and what have you done in the past year with your workplace retirement plan a you've increased the amount you contributed b you've used a tool or calculator to estimate how much you need or used a tool to determine how to generate income c you switched to a more conservative investment or d uh, you contacted your retirement plan provider representative or service center for advice what do you think people did uh, the most I'm going to say B, that people have used that tool online. Oh, well, well, about a quarter of those people did that. But a whopping 37%, Luke, has said they increased the amount they contributed. I guess that sounds like good news, though, and you would be on board with that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's fantastic news. I mean, 37% of people have increased their contribution over the last year. Um, Hopefully those people have maybe set up or maybe they've set up like an automatic increase. Some companies will do that where you can just increase it ever like 1% a year. Um, So yes, absolutely. Take advantage of those catch-ups. Take advantage of um, those match dollars that come from 401k plans um, and just regularly pay yourself into those 401ks or IRA plans. Well, Luke, it's been a lot of fun playing a financial family feud. We thank Gary Nolan, our producer. 
for ringing the bell and giving us the uh, the raspberries with the buzzer. You were two for four. Not bad. That's great in baseball. So uh, I know that uh, Dual Financial Strategies uh, will help you with that retirement lifestyle review that we always talk about. So see Sam, Andy, or Luke about that at uh, 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. That retirement lifestyle review is at no cost, no obligation, uh, whether you're in Green Bay, Appleton, anywhere in the Fox Valley that you're listening to us, uh, remember that uh, Dual Financial Strategies is a fiduciary um, company who has your best interest in mind. You come first when it comes uh, to uh, retirement planning with Dual Financial Strategies. Once again, that number, 866-203-7486. Don't procrastinate. Make that phone call so that you uh, can uh, deal with Sam, Andy, or Luke about your retirement because uh, procrastination uh, will uh, lead to uh, protestation as soon as uh, you retire because you're not going to be prepared. All right, Luke, that was fun. Uh, What's coming up next? If you are within five years of retirement, it's important to carefully review and adjust your financial plan to ensure a smooth transition into retirement. When we come back, we've got some advice and considerations for individuals in this stage of their retirement plan. We're back on your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, along with Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies. Sam Dual, Andy Schooler are out on assignment here. And remember, Dual Financial Strategies has over 22 years of experience uh, being a fiduciary uh, to help uh, here in the Fox Valley with uh, your retirement needs. 866-203-7486 is their number. Uh, make that appointment. Uh, no cost, no obligation to have consultation with them. All right, Luke, uh, we've got to uh, try to see what we can do in retirement. We need that smooth transition that you talked about. Uh, And so we've got some advice for individuals as you're planning for retirement. Maybe you're in that retirement red zone that we always discuss. And there's a lot of things that we have to consider. Uh, Well, we we talked about it in the last segment on the family financial feud about savings, about a lot of people are uh, accumulating money, making sure they're prepared for retirement. So assessing your retirement savings is awful important, isn't it? It certainly is, Chuck. I mean, you want to review your retirement savings, you know, your 401k funds, the IRAs, the Roth IRAs, any other investment accounts that you might have to determine, you know, how big is that pool? Have you saved enough to meet your retirement income needs? Because we know what Chuck was alluding to from our last segment is, and, and multiple studies have showed this for many years, that the number one concern or fear that people have when they're in the retirement red zone, when they're thinking about and planning for retirement is, have I done enough? Have I saved enough? Um, have I gotten my costs down enough? Have I gotten my debts down enough? So um, my encouragement would be to consider working with a financial professional. Consider working with us. I mean, we've we've focused on people in the retirement red zone and beyond for over 20 years. I mean, that's our specialty. That's what we do. Um, we don't have messaging that talks a lot 
to people that are are newer savers um, because we want to help focus on the very unique areas um, facing retirees um, and all the factors that go involved around that. Absolutely. So uh, what is very important is after assessing your savings and making sure you've got enough in retirement, uh, there's the other end of the coin uh, where uh, what money comes in, some of it goes out. And that's why you've got to develop a retirement budget. Yeah, we, we want to create a comprehensive retirement budget that outlines your expected expenses, income during retirement, and, and maybe instead of the budget word, if that if that gives you ill feelings, um, I like to call it just your retirement lifestyle expenses. So what does it what has it co- cost you to live leading up to retirement and what will that look like? In retirement, what are those expenses going to be? You want to consider a variety of different factors here. You know, you're going to have housing, even if the house is paid off, you're going to have some property taxes, um, you're going to have health care costs. If you've got other hobbies, you know, that might be travel, that might be some leisure activities, and then the potential for we've seen some inflation. So we want to build that in to the retirement budget as well um, so that we know that those costs can go up and have gone up over time. And we really want to have a realistic idea. That's why I guess I don't like the term budget, because I think when we think budget, we think, well, how do we get it down to the just the bare bones numbers? And in reality, you know, you're still going to go out to eat if you've gone out to eat before retirement. You're still going to have these extra expenses that are going to come up. So you want to take a really close look at maybe what you've had um, come out of bank accounts, what you've spent on credit card statements over, say, the last year. And then just get an average of, you know, how much that would be per month, because this area, when we, t- when we talk about assessing your retirement savings and people being concerned about running out of money, the, the reason to do this part of the budget or the lifetime expenses is because this is the biggest factor that will determine how long those assets will last. Will you have enough to see you to and through retirement? Absolutely. You don't want to deny yourself anything in retirement. In fact, you want to thrive in retirement. That's the key. And one of the things to do that with is uh, to review and optimize your investment portfolio so you can thrive. Yes, you want to evaluate your investment portfolio, ensure that it's aligning with your retirement goals and your risk tolerance. So as we age, as things change, as we lose that regular paycheck and become voluntarily unemployed, that's another way to look at it. You know, our attitude towards the retirement savings in our portfolio may change. So consider diversifying your investments to manage risk and potentially increase your returns. But it's important to that we find this balance point between risk and reward and ensuring this is aligning with your goals. Um, one of the things that we can do for families is we can help um, give you a snapshot, a, a financial health checkup, if you will, as to you know how much risk are you taking currently with your current holdings. Maybe there's some 401ks out there. Maybe there's some IRAs out there. Maybe there's a non-IRA out there. And with the holdings that you've got in all those different accounts, we can enter those in we can get an idea of how much risk you're taking. But what's really important in addition to the risk number is how much return are you getting for taking that risk? So what you want to ensure, smart portfolios, 
are are not taking on too much risk for the reward that they're getting. Absolutely. Um, so now maybe the time to take a look at um, also some alternative investments outside of just the traditional stock and bond portfolio that you've you've largely been limited to in your 401k plans. All right, we're giving advice. Luke Van Abel here from Dual Financial Strategies and considerations as you approach retirement, and of course maximizing uh, your retirement contributions is key, but also considering your social security claiming strategy. Have you thought of that? That is key also, right, Luke? Yeah, both of those are, are key. I mean, maximizing, um, you want to take advantage of the catch-up provisions that you've got within your 401k plans and IRAs. Once you go over the age of 50, you can dump in an extra $7,500 per year into your 401k, and you can also contribute an extra $1,000 per individual into an IRA or a 401k. And that is an or. You can't do both. Um, well, you can do both as long as you stay below the contribution limit. And then, Chuck, you also mentioned, you know, considering your Social Security strategy. Social Security is one of the larger sources of income for people in retirement. And so you want to understand, you know, what are the effects? What are the benefits to delaying your Social Security, to waiting beyond 62 when you become first eligible. Um, if you're married, you also want to consider spousal benefits because maybe maybe one of you worked, the other one stayed home and raised the kids or didn't work as much. Maybe they don't have as much in the way of an earnings record, so therefore their Social Security is a little bit smaller. You want to consider that other spouse as well on when you take your benefits because... Um, They've sort of changed the rules around this. So this is another thing that we talk about when we're pre-planning for retirement. All right. We've got to also assess health care and insurance needs and also plan for tax-efficient withdrawals because, uh, as you just mentioned before, you are voluntarily, well, you're paying yourself. Actually, you're in your own business now once you retire. You are. You become your own business owner. You're in control of, well, the first thing is your health care. Ultimately, you know, you're not on a company plan anymore. So you have to review your health care and insurance needs before retirement. This is one of the number other big concerns that we see with people, especially for those that aren't yet 65 years old. They're ready to retire. Maybe they've been on their feet. Maybe they're just sick and tired of working at the particular job that they're in. Um, but they're like, well, what is health insurance going to look like? Um, assuming maybe it's just them or the spouse doesn't qualify. So you really want to start taking a close look at that. How is it going to affect the budget? How is it going to affect the amount of uh, lifetime expenses you're going to need to cover that cost. The other thing as we age from an insurance perspective is Medicare. Medicare is wonderful. It's going to cover a lot of the costs, but it doesn't cover everything. Once you turn 65, there are many gaps there. So you also want to consider supplemental insurance and even long-term care insurance because Medicare does not cover, you know, if you were to need help in a facility or something like that. So you want to understand these costs uh, because they are growing. They are very large. Um, and the other big factor, Chuck, that you mentioned there is planning for a tax tax efficient withdrawals. So we want to look ahead of time at how can we most efficiently pull money from what often becomes pre-tax accounts. Most people that we sit with have the vast majority of their money in a traditional 401k, or traditional raw, uh, traditional IRA, and those funds are all taxable when the money comes out. And so it's not bad that the money's there. I mean, Roths are great, but the tool that you had access to 
was not those when you started saving 20 or 30 years ago. So we we're going to use those tools. We're going to make some different considerations for looking ahead to your required distribution time frame when you turn 73 and start to project how much you're going to have to take on a minimum basis because it may make sense to do some tax saving strategies today like Roth conversions or other things now to reduce your lifetime tax burden. Absolutely. So we're running out of time here, but uh, seeking professional advice is also good, especially with dual financial strategies, but also practicing your retirement lifestyle uh, as you approach retirement, maybe two or three years. You put all those things together we just talked about and just practice before you actually do retire. Yes. So you want to consider working with a qualified financial professional that is focused on retirement planning. I mean, you wouldn't go to a general practice practitioner doctor um, if you were diagnosed with cancer or something like that. You'd want to see the specialist that focuses on that area. That's exactly what we do here at Dual Strategies. We specialize in retirement. And one of the things that will encourage you um, early on in this planning process, or especially as you get close to uh, the end of your working career, is to start practicing the lifestyle that that budget, those expenses that you know we kind of talk about in those meetings. To start practicing that, to kind of have the training wheels on, maybe while you're still working, and that's going to provide you some peace of mind as you go into retirement, knowing that you know you've already kind of practiced this before you got to the the final end date. All right, that's all uh, encompassing with the retirement lifestyle review that they can give you at Dual Financial Strategies. Remember to give them a call uh, to uh, find out all about the ins and outs of retirement planning because it's going to come here quicker than you think. 866-203-7486 is the phone number. Uh, that is 866-203-7486. Whether you're in Green Bay, Appleton, or anywhere in between, anywhere in the Fox Valley that you're listening to this program, that retirement lifestyle review can be yours complimentary uh, from Dual Financial financial strategies with over 22 years of experience in the retirement world. They're fiduciaries. That means they consider you first. Your needs come before anything else because it is your retirement. Once again, it's 866-203-7486. No cost, no obligation. Don't procrastinate. Make that phone call right now. What's coming up next, Luke? You've got a 401k, and that's good. When we come back, we'll dig into why having a Roth IRA to complement it could be just what the retirement doctor ordered. Details after this. Your retirement continues. Chuck Caton along with Luke Van Amel of Dual Financial Strategies and Sam Dual, Andy Schooler are uh, out uh, this week. So uh, Luke has taken the reins here in the studio at 866-203-7486 is the number you can reach him uh, when it comes to retirement planning. So Roth is the icing on the retirement cake. So what do we mean by that? Well, if you're already saving uh, to a 401k, that Roth IRA might seem like maybe unnecessary for you in your retirement plan. But hold on. You could be surprised to learn that the Roth IRA features some things uh, that can improve your financial flexibility. So uh, Luke and I are going to go over some of these things right now. And it's very simple because I practice what I preach here, Luke, because we are converting my wife's IRA to Roth right now before we have to start taking or she has to start taking RMDs. And that's something we'll uh, talk about later on in this segment. But first of all, uh, access your contributions in a pinch. That's one of the things Roth can give you if necessary. 
Yeah, if necessary. And this is not as commonly known by most people. But remember, with the Roth IRA, this is not pre-tax money. So you're not getting a tax advantage up front. You're using after-tax money to make the contribution into the Roth. And so because of that, Uncle Sam will allow you to take your contributions, not the growth, at any time, basically without taxes and without penalty, because this money is always designed to be tax-free. This is because, again, those contributions were, were after tax, um, and so they're not imposing, and by them I mean the IRS, they're not imposing any restrictions on this. So you can still get hit with early withdrawal charges on the Roth if you were to pull the earnings on your account too early um, but one of the one of the things to consider is there's there's actually a five-year rule as well built into Roth IRAs and that just means that five years from the day the Roth started it's not a rolling five years but five years from the day the Roth started um, after that time has elapsed then you can be eligible to start taking those um earnings as well as the contributions but if you were in a pinch if you um, needed some extra funds i mean it wouldn't be ideal because then this is again like your 401k retirement money for down the road but you could if if the alternative was you know putting it on a credit card that you knew you weren't going to pay off that month you could dip in put money in today a couple days later or even years down the road take out your contributions without any taxes or penalties all right now speaking of tax-free uh, again you can take out those uh, roth withdrawals tax-free as well now again uh, this is one of those things that uh, you should wait until you really need it you don't want to do it in an emergency situation unless you have to as luke just mentioned but taking those tax-free withdrawals that's going to be key when it comes to retirement time because guess what uncle sam might be your partner but he can't touch that Right. Um, one of the biggest benefits to this Roth IRA is the tax-free component of it. So this could be because you think you're going to be in a higher tax bracket when you're in retirement due to your income growing, or it could be because you feel like tax rates are pretty low right now. And if they start to increase our tax rates, then we'll have to pay more later on. So having um, additional funds in the Roth IRA are extremely beneficial. It's going to give you a lot of flexibility on where to pull money from without having to worry about any taxation on those withdrawals. Or will there be any spillover, um, you know, like from your IRAs, if you take money out, that can cause other things to be taxed as well. Whereas with the Roth, not going to have to worry about that at all. Now, when Luke's talking about the spillover and having to pay tax on other things, uh, you can explore this with him in greater detail by calling 866-203-7486. If you've got any questions about uh, the effects of Roth IRAs on your taxes, uh, but what Luke's talking about is um, things like uh, your IRA, your 401k affecting your taxability on Social Security. So, so again, give a primer to our listeners here, Luke, about how Social Security is taxed based upon your other provisional income when you retire. But it doesn't happen when you've got a Roth. Correct. So the IRS, even though we've already paid taxes on our Social Security, they will impose between zero and 85% of your Social Security benefit 
getting taxed in retirement. That's now, right. that's not fair. I've always said that too, yeah, right? That, yeah. That's, yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> and I hate to be the bearer of bad news if I'm telling you for the first time right now. But where you fall within that range that I just gave you is based on that provisional income that, that Chuck just mentioned. Now, what is provisional income? Well, it's a formula that states that we take half of our social security benefit. Now, if you're single, it's just yours. If you're married, when you're both receiving social security, half of that combined total, plus basically all other income. So that includes, you know, distributions from IRAs, beneficiary IRAs, wages, if one of you is working full-time or even part-time, interest, dividends, capital gains, and then a biggie, um, municipal bond interest. So municipal bond interest ordinarily is not taxable. However, when it comes to the provisional income formula, we need to include that interest in here. So the big kicker when it comes to Roth distributions um, is that these do not get affected by your social security. So you can have a boatload of money in the Roth IRA, take distributions, and because it's tax-free, it is also not going to cause your social security to get taxed, which could be huge um, over, you know, what hopefully will be 20 to 30 years of, of retirement. Absolutely. And just on a personal note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I practice what uh, Luke preaches uh, in, in our situation because my wife, who is six months older than I am and will have to take RMD starting next year, uh, the calendar 2024, we're already converting uh, her IRA into uh, that I contributed to over the years from working uh, into the Roth. We did half of it this year. We're going to do half next year. So we're going to bite the bullet tax wise on uh, converting uh, to a Roth, but then we'll never have to pay taxes again. So so I think uh, Luke would give his seal of approval on uh, that right now, especially with taxes so low. And uh, again, Luke, I mean, you talk about uh, trying to save on taxes. You're trying to do things legally here. This is not tax evasion, but right. we're talking about Roths and, and the RMD situation. Because again, my wife's going to be 73 uh, in uh, 2024. So we're trying to get this done before her birthday in 2024 to convert all that money into a Roth so she won't have to worry about RMDs. And that's something that our listeners won't have to worry about either when they convert to Roth. Correct. Yeah. And these are things that, yeah, we're not, we're not doing anything illegal. We're using the, the tax code as it exists to provide benefit to our customers, to help plan, legitimately plan for retirement. Because, you know, once you get to retirement, once you get to 73 and you're forced to take those distributions, there's a lot less than you could that you can do. So prior to that, and even now before you, you're retired, I mean, maybe you're in your fifties, maybe you're in your early sixties and you're thinking, well, gosh, I'm not, I'm not anywhere near social security or required distribution age. Well, yeah, that might be true, but we've got some real, um, tax favored times right now with relatively low taxes. I mean, some of the lowest we've seen in nearly a hundred years, believe it or not. I know it doesn't feel like it, but that's the reality of it. And so taking advantage of that, because there's nothing stating that you have to convert a certain amount, we can very be very smart and strategic about how much and when, especially if we've got time. Oh yeah. Trust uh, Luke there, because I know a hundred years ago when I started working, he's right. The taxes were higher. <laughs> All right. Uh, Roth gives you a lot of options as we wrap up this segment, right? So again, summarize everything the Roth IRA can give uh, you. 
So we talked about having access in a pinch. So it's kind of like an emergency fund, but you don't have to pay any taxes on it. Um, You're going to have tax-free withdrawals uh, throughout your retirement years. Because of that, you're not going to pay any taxes on your Social Security um, or less taxes than if you were pulling it from IRA or 401ks. Um, The other thing is because this money's not taxable, you're not forced to take a required distribution either. So when you do turn 73, any money that was either contributed to Roth or converted to Roth would not have a required distribution. So this is a great addition to an overall retirement portfolio. We want to have diversification among the things that we own, the assets that we own, the asset allocation, if you will, the different pie pieces that are out there within our portfolio. But we also want to have diversification among the different types of accounts, the different tax qualifications, if you will. And so the IRA is different than the Roth IRA is different than those individual and joint accounts. So if we can have multiple different buckets to pull from, this can give you um, incredible flexibility when it comes to retirement income. If we're butting up against a tax bracket, we can pull different levers so that we don't have to push you into a new tax bracket um, in retirement and can hopefully keep that um, tax burden, that tax liability from year to year at the lowest possible rate possible. Absolutely. And so what Luke is saying, the thing is your retirement plan doesn't have just one focus. Uh, it ranges from estate planning, risk management, health care and taxes, we've covered it all, and so much more. So uh, helping people in the Fox Valley is what Dual Financial Strategies wants to do. And their uh, retirement lifestyle review starts out with a simple conversation about you and what you want in retirement. And that's uh, why Sam has penned his book, Purpose Determines Placement. Now, the strategy is, uh, well, good for people who may may have over a million dollars saved for retirement, but if you're serious about retirement planning, connect with Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486, because it is all about your retirement, and it's a no-cost, no-obligation sit-down, and uh, if you give a call right now, again, uh, Sam, who has, uh, in his second printing, um, penned the book, A Purpose Determines Placement, can be yours. No cost, no obligation to sit down. Uh, with Sam, Andy, or Luke at Dual Financial Strategies to discuss your retirement, 866-203-7486. Well, it's been a great three segments, and now number four is coming up, right? Yes, it is. Time once again for questions from our listeners. That and more when we come right back. Financial Strategies, your retirement program. Chuck Caton here along with uh, Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies. 22 years of experience and counting uh, in the world of uh, retirement planning. Let them be your retirement coach uh, here in the Fox Valley. 866-203-7486 is the phone number, and uh, they can offer you that no-cost, no-obligation retirement lifestyle review. So uh, please don't procrastinate. If you're uh, in that retirement red zone five to seven years prior to uh, calling it quits in your occupation, why well, give them a call. They'll help you because they're fiduciaries, and that means you come first. Uh, before anything else. All right, Luke, uh, you're ready to answer some questions. We've got five of them here today. I am all set. 
All right, let's go to Felix in Appleton, who is 64, getting ready to retire in a year. He says, I owe approximately $165,000 on my house, but I have no other debt, and I have close to $850,000 in retirement savings, uh, $2,200 a month from a pension, another $2,300 a month in Social Security benefits, and then $300 a month from my ex-wife's pension. I also am working part-time. I'm driving Uber for a Approximately fifteen hundred a month. This is a busy guy, uh, Felix. So he wants to know, Luke. Does it make any sense to pay off my house at the time I retire? Hi, Felix. You know, you pose a very common question for people nearing retirement, um, and my answer is going to depend on a variety of other factors. And one of the things that I don't know is, you know, what interest rate do you have on your your mortgage currently? I'm seeing a lot of pretty low interest rates of late. Um, and what funds would you be using to pay off the mortgage? So, I mean, you mentioned uh, $850,000 in retirement savings, you know, taking, you know, nearly a hundred and what would it be? 65,000 of that um, could have some, some tax ramifications. Um, so it would depend on where we're going to use funds. Is it going to be excess cash flow every month? You know, because if it's excess cash flow from all of your other earnings, you know, that could be a nice little guaranteed return on your money for whatever your interest rate is. Um, but pulling a large chunk from your retirement funds um, could cause those extra taxes. Um, and the um, extra taxes may be even more than the interest rate that you're paying on your current mortgage. So the the mortgage debt is 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 one of the better debts out there. You're not saying that you've got, you know, credit card debt or um, auto debt or something like that. Um, so a lot of it's going to depend on how much, what's your current interest rate. But just remember too, once the house is paid off, you know, we can't eat the house. We can't use the house as, as a form of income unless you've got another property and you can rent it out. But I'm not seeing that here. So um, come in, talk to us provide these extra things that we're sort of needing, get a second opinion on your overall scenario so that we can better assist and sort of guide you um, in the way that you should go. I think one of the common mistakes, don't you find, Luke, is that people who think when they got this money in retirement savings, let's just say it's in an IRA or a 401k plan, and they don't realize that if they want to take out 165000 they're going to have to take over $200,000 out to pay the taxes on it. Because you just said, when you take it out, you have to add that to your income. So right. you're, you're taking more than 165 out of that 850. Yeah, and he's got all pension, Social Security, you know, earnings. I mean, you pull over $200,000 out and you're jumping up into a tax bracket that you may have never seen in your lifetime. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, cutting that check is going to be pretty difficult. That's a good point, Chuck. Yeah, there you go. All right, like, uh, let's go to George and Nina now. And he says, I've got a pension that kicks in at the age of 57. I'm 55 now. I also have a 457 deferred compensation plan that I contribute to. My question is, would it be a good idea to contribute to a Roth IRA as well? Having tax-free money later sounds like a good idea to me. Hello, George. In retirement planning, we often talk about um, diversification. I even mentioned this in the last segment. But... Um, we are, you know, in that scenario, diversifying the assets that we own. But I would argue that, you know, diversification among the different types of money or buckets that you have is really wise. And you already have some pre-tax funds in the 457 deferred comp plan and having some post-tax funds in the IRA would be a great addition to your overall uh, strategy, investment 
horizon and so forth. Um, you know, you're not going to have to take any required distributions from there. If you do not already have a Roth IRA started, then getting one started <clears throat> soon is really important because there's kind of a five-year uh, clock on that as far as when you can start taking the growth on that money. And then as we talked about throughout this show, um, I'll reiterate that here as well, <clears throat> you know, the the income, the distributions from that Roth IRA aren't going to have any carryover effect on your Social Security. So they're not going to cause your Social Security to get taxed at a higher rate. And this is overall, you know, having the funds in that Roth IRA are going to give you more flexibility as far as where and when you can pull income all while reducing your overall tax liability. So I would agree, you know, having Roth funds is great. Um, it doesn't specify whether you're single or married, but I will throw out there for, for married couples, maybe it applies to you, George, that you can contribute for a non-working spouse. So if one of you is working, has some earned income, you can contribute your, for yourself to the Roth IRA. But let's say your spouse is not working, as long as you've got enough income, say you make $15,000 a year or more, you can contribute for yourself the 7500 and you can also contribute the 7500 for your spouse. All right. Very good answer. Very comprehensive answer by Luke Van Abel here of Dual Financial Strategies, where that number is 866-203-7486. So there it is, George, 866-203-7486. Let's go to De Pere now, and Eleanor is there. And she says, my husband and I bought a rental property in a resort area on a short sale in 2008 for $200,000. And I can sell it now for $950,000. Uh, my husband is in his late 60s, wants to retire. Uh, so after following this show for some time now, I think we should sell it and invest the proceeds in an annuity so that we can uh, use the interest to help uh, fund our retirement. Now, do you think that's a good idea or a bad idea? Hi, Eleanor. Well, you picked up a nice property at a great time. Um, that's quite the appreciation you've seen. So many variables go into this decision. You know, real estate and rentals have historically provided a nice return. However, it does come with its own set of challenges, which I'm sure you've experienced at least some of those. And of course, there's additional effort that goes into that. Um, if it is not uh, returning what you would like um, from a from a dollars and cents standpoint, then, you know, it can become more of a headache. And then that would lead to tools like an annuity that can provide you some lifetime income like a pension would so you can take the proceeds from from that house put it into annuity there are some advantages to annuities for for income purposes um, as I mentioned the lifetime income this means that you can never outlive this money so unlike a traditional pension plan um, you can you know make contributions if you and your husband were to pass away then you know you sort of lose out on whatever is is left in that pension plan whereas with an annuity that's created for guaranteed and lifetime income you can list beneficiaries so if for some reason you know you and your husband didn't live as long um, as you thought or you didn't pull out all the proceeds that you had sort of put into that plan, at least one of your loved ones would benefit from that. Another advantage um, to the annuity would be tax deferral. Um, now that would depend on how long the money's sitting there before you would need it for retirement income. Um, but you know, you're, you have a large chunk of money here that would be outside of an IRA, 
and ordinarily any interest or dividends that would pour off of that would be taxable. Inside of the annuity company's wrapper, you don't pay any taxes until you would take some distribution. So I think it would be worth some serious consideration. Um, I'd love to hear more of your story. Um, so give us a call um, and let us see if we can't help you get this money position better for your goals. All right. I think we have only time for one more question. It comes from Swamico. Josephine is there. Unless you can answer this one in about 15 or 20 seconds, Luke, I won't, won't put you against the wall on this, but uh, she says, I want to start taking my social security at 63. Uh, the estimated benefit would be about $2,300 a month. And if I stop working next year at 60, uh, but still take my benefits with, uh, still take my benefits at 63, would I still receive that $2,300 or would it be reduced? Hi, Josephine. No, your payment um, would likely not be reduced. Your Social Security is based on your highest 35 years of earnings. And if you, um, you know, if you didn't have 35 years of earnings, then you could see it affected. But otherwise, you know, your payments based on, you know, what you've earned so far. And the only thing you're really losing out on would be the potential for it to increase if you worked any longer. All right. You did that so quickly. We're going to get uh, Robert in Green Bay in now. He says, I inherited a small IRA when my mom died. Is there any way to avoid income taxes? <laughs> I don't need the income at this time. And uh, can I keep it in an IRA? I think I know the answer to this one. Hello, Robert. First, when your uh, when your mom passed um, would impact how large of distributions you're forced to take out in the form of required distributions. So if she passed prior to 2020 or after January 1st of 2020 would have a different set of rules. Um, the proceeds from this account will always be taxed um, or, you know, if they're converted, what have you, they're always going to be taxed. The only way to maybe delay um, some of the taxation. Now, we, you said this is a small IRA. Yeah, so there's, there's not too much that you can do here um, with regard to avoiding the taxes. You know, your mom got a tax advantage up front. You know, you're going to get a tax advantage um, in, in the growth and, you know, just sort of kicking the can down the road. But eventually you're going to have to take some of the money out and all the money out um, from the account. All right, so we've spent a lot of time uh, talking with Luke Van Abel about a lot of different topics here. And so we want all of you to uh, keep up with uh, the openings that we have on the calendar here at uh, Dual Financial Strategies. They can help you. So give us a call at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And we're going to talk through all the different puzzle pieces of retirement that may be on your plate and get that retirement lifestyle review for you. So uh, give Luke. Uh, Sam or Andy a call at Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486 to get that uh, retirement lifestyle review. For example, how much risk are you taking in your portfolio? At what age should you take Social Security? Um, An income plan, taxes, inflation, all taken into account, uh, along with uh, legacy planning and long-term care. Uh, Luke Van Abel can help you to and through that at Dual Financial Strategies, 866-203-7486. Don't procrastinate. It's no cost, no obligation to make that phone call. Luke, it's been a great show. Your final thoughts. Thanks, Chuck. Thank you to all of our listeners for being here. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Look forward to having you here. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin-registered investment advisor.
Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.